Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's time for another episode of Teacher Saves, Saves World. Why can't you be more like my stapler? Welcome to another episode of the Teacher Saves World podcast, the gathering place for parents and teachers that are trying to save the world one teenager at a time. We are Lori and Mad Jones, married high school teachers and parents of two teens, and we'll be your hosts for today's show. Please take a moment to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of this information and more can be found at teachersavesworld.com. Also at TeacherSavesWorld.com, you'll find a link to Matt's book on Amazon, Helping Teens Succeed in High School and Life, the perfect guidebook for any parent or teacher working with teenagers. We're also proud to be a part of the School Rubric Community, an exciting hub for educators from around the world that want to inspire and be inspired. You can find out more at SchoolRubric.com. On today's episode, we're talking about... Taking care of ourselves, part deux. Oh, there comes that French again. Part deux. Part deux. Yeah. It's for our good friend Etienne <laughs> up there in Canada. <laughs> shout out. Etienne. Etienne got a shout out, right, on Saturday Night Live. Oh, my gosh. This is a little while ago. And we thought we heard it. Right. But then he he posted that it was like a, a cookie or I don't know what how he said it. Uh, what's... I don't know. There's a when there's a little shout out to you just as part of because it was a Canadian sketch. Right. They were doing like a Canadian Teasing. Canadian um, morning show or like some yeah. a newscast or something like that. Yeah. And they all the French accents. They're kind yeah. of teasing Canada. You yeah. know how they do. And and Etienne was on there. <laughs> so cute. Oh yeah. Well, go I visit got Canada. Yeah, we got lots of places to. We want to visit. Hey, I got it. I got life another. Life is normal. I've got another place that we should all visit. And it is David Byrne's Utopia. Oh. If, you, if you haven't watched it yet, David Byrne's So David Byrne, the ex-lead uh, singer of the Talking Heads, Talking Heads and David Byrne will forever have such an incredibly special place in my life. I grew up listening to the talk. Like I was a, a small child, like on my bicycle with a tape recorder, you know, playing tapes of you know, talking heads in their early albums. My dad had this, my dad had the tapes. And then I remember in order to make a copy, what I would do, cause I wanted my own copy. I would go into the car in the garage <laughs> and I would put the tape in the tape deck, hit my dad's. And then I would take my tape recorder. I had like an Emerson cheapo tape recorder. Oh yeah. Uh, Emerson. Yeah. Emerson. You know, you buy it at like Kmart or whatever. And I would, and then I would go put the tape deck, the Emerson, my Emerson tape deck with a blank tape. And I would set it on the back between the speakers that were like in the back of the car. And that's how I, that's how I recorded. It wasn't even like direct copy. Like oh it was just God. recording, you know, oh, the yeah. sound coming out of the copy. speak, you know. So, I mean, I was just, you know, I was recording the ambience okay, <laughs> sound of the tape. have no idea. And kids have no idea. And then I would ride all around, you know, <laughs> my neighborhood in Westminster, California, just, you know, Burning the talking heads. The house. And, and I continued. <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we were talking, you know, from the, you know, talking head 77 to remain in light, you know, all the way into baby, baby, high school. Please let me hold uh, you know, you. we're on a road to nowhere. Oh, and that's just, a good one. Oh my God. The talk, so, yeah. so anyway, um, you know, then David Byrne went solo after the talking heads. And then, uh, and I got to see him once I saw him at the, uh, the Mayan theater in LA and it was fantastic. Yep. He's such a showman, uh, psycho killer. He comes out and he's got this like skeletal, no muscular, you know, muscular system, like a uh, body suit. He comes creeping out on stage. It was so, oh. it was so incredible singing he's, psycho killer. He's a true artist. Um, so anyway, so I guess in 2018, he, he, put out a solo album, uh, David Burns Utopia. And then he turned it into a Broadway show where he brings music from uh, that album and then also his total career, mm -hmm. right? So it's a career spanning sort of musical and it kind of weaves in some stories about just 
you know, humans and, uh, and it's just a simple stage and, and he's got this group of people on stage with him and they're making the music and they're dancing. The choreography is just so just quirky and it's just a great piece of performance art. Yeah. And, uh, I, I want to go to David Burns utopia. Like I, it's just, and I'm I was just live looking, in that and art just, for a while. Uh, yeah. And just, and just sitting there of just like absorbing and just, and then mm-hmm. for me, of course, like all the memories come back from like the first time, like hearing these songs and, and, uh, remembering, you know, moments in my life when I was hearing these songs and then, but also just appreciating the life of a creator, you know, yeah. the, this, this, this show, this David Burns utopia is career spanning like this is a guy who's been a creative force yeah his entire life and has continued to just create and um and share and ah uh, just and just thank god for artists pretty amazing stuff i mean that think of what's getting people through these dark times yeah. and it can kind of all come down to art yeah the artistry of music the artistry of television, film, podcasts, mm-hmm. cooks, chefs, baking, yeah. you know, it's art. Yeah. And, and it's it's on HBO. So if you have HBO, you can check it out there. But it, it just, I think it was also, this is him sort of his utopia, right? Mm-hmm. His, and, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. In our last episode, I talked about journaling and I've kind of been thinking about my utopia too, right? Yeah. What, what are those things in my life? And just thinking deeply about what are those things that bring me great joy or, yeah. or even just, you know, like moderate joy or even just like small little joy. Yeah. And, um, and just thinking, just thinking about life, just staying engaged with your life, yep. you know, yeah. and, and consistently growing. So David Byrne, I mean, he's no spring chicken. He's, he's, you know, uh, I don't know, probably in his sixties, maybe mid late sixties. Well, he's got to be because your um, dad was listening to him. Right, a lot older than we are. We're fifty. Right. So I, I mean, they were you know they got started. They were part of that whole seventies mm-hmm. CBGB New York City scene. And uh, here's what I love: he doesn't have to do this. No, no, he's an all. artist. No, so he kind of does. <laughs> like, here's another one. Right. Um. I you know I just got Paul McCartney. Oh. I mean, he's another one. He does not have to do this. You know, one of the richest, if not the richest, you know, musician on the planet from yep. just everything that he's touched. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm on like the Dave, uh, the David Byrne, the, the Paul McCartney, he texts, <laughs> Paul McCartney sends me texts every now and then. Because uh, we went to one of his <laughs> concerts and you could like, right, it was up on the screen and I signed up for it and he, he's, Such a he, good idea. Paul McCartney sends me a text every now and then. Hello, Matt. Well, he just sent me a text that he just put, he, he has another album coming out on like December 11th. How? Paul McCartney 3. With all that touring. Well, he wrote it. This is awesome. This is oh, so Paul McCartney. He wrote it in and this is what he's saying. You know how like we're all in lockdown? Yeah. He wrote it during rockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so, uh, like here's somebody oh. who's just so alive, right? I wish I, mean, I heard that earlier. Like, and um, so rockdown. it's Paul McCartney, it's, it's called uh, Paul McCartney 3. And the first, it was awesome. Like the first text I got from him was just a, um, uh, a die, a, like a dice, a cube, mm-hmm. right? And it just had like, all you could see was the one, the two and the three. And I was like, what is this, Paul? Why, what do you send me like a picture of a yeah. little dice cube? And, uh, and then it got followed up later with, um, and he had, he attached a little like movie preview of, of the album. And he Sounds just, good. he just took advantage of the time. He was like, I was in lockdown and he called it rockdown. Yeah. And he just, he's a creator and he just yeah, started just creator. making a bunch of music. He goes, I had no intention of making an album, but it just happened because of the situation. And I just stayed being Paul McCartney. Yeah. Right. You know, I love that you brought him up, actually David Byrne and him right now, because it's it totally flows into what we're talking about today, because these are men that are older. You know, Paul's 77? Yeah, he's up there. Okay. And and we've seen him two times in the last five years yeah. um, touring. He is remarkable. Yeah. The energy, the glow, mm-hmm. the... Uh, you just feel like this guy's living his best life. Yeah. Because... So I'm just thinking about, honestly, talk about their self-care routines. If, How are they? If you're not, uh, if you like, 
I don't know if you, everybody has to know who Paul McCartney is, but if you need a little, like, if you're not like steeped in Paul McCartney, like other than like, Oh, I know he's in the Beatles. Um, go on YouTube, look up the, uh, carpool karaoke that he did with James Corden, the full length one. Oh, right. The, where they go to Liverpool. So James Corden, who's a, a Brit himself, he goes back to the UK, I think once a year to do his show over there. And he hooked up with Paul McCartney and they did a carpool karaoke in in Liverpool. And it originally just came out as a, a shorter one, but the, it was so incredibly positive. Well, it touched everybody so right? deeply. And so they took all the footage and they did a full length, you know, like 45 minute one. It's on, I believe, I believe it's on YouTube. That's you should where rewatch I, that. That's where I watched it. It is in incredible it's like so you cute. just get it you know and and uh, there's a lot of connection between paul mccartney and ted lasso oh isn't ted lasso so mccartney-esque yeah he is because he's the clean cut yeah just happy you know, and trying to make the best everything yeah right yeah because paul was the clean cut beetle yeah like he was the showman yeah. he was the businessman yep um i'm sorry i interrupted you but I no, just... no no i no not at all but but just seeing these um you know we're all going to age, you know, our, our body lasts, you know, what, between 80 and 115 years or, you know, right. when, when we live our best life, so to speak, but it's that quality of life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I, I just lost a friend this week, a friend of mine from middle school. And, um, it's very, very sad. And she's exactly our age. And you just start thinking about, um, we got to start, we got to start living well. Yeah. And, and hers was cancer. So it was beyond her control mm -hmm. and she lived helpfully. And, you know, I, I don't know why it was her time to go, but, um, it just makes me think about, I've got to stop worrying and stressing about things that are out of my control. And I've got yeah. to start living and taking care of me yeah. so I can continue to live my best life. And so I'm, I'm liking that we're doing this two part mm -hmm. self care. Um, because it's, who knows, we might, this, we might go on to part three. Who knows if we're even wow. going to get there. <laughs> Holy moly. We might change we the whole focus of this podcast. We had, we had no plan on doing a part two. Who knows? No, we didn't. We got to the end and we're kind of like pointing at our notes and like yeah. motioning and we keep trying to tell ourselves we're going to make this a half hour show. And then we keep going like 40, we, 50 minutes. <laughs> you think we're tired of talking to <sighs> each other? We can't shut up. I know. But but this is important and this stuff's important. And I think it, it's been highlighted um, with coronavirus, you know, where our, our country is sick. Mm -hmm. The world is sick yeah. right now. And there really hasn't been a lot on the press. This doesn't sell newspapers like on taking care of yourself and building your immune system. And what are you doing to make your body the most resilient and healthy? Because when you're healthy, you're happy. Because mm -hmm. we all know when you're sick, nothing else matters. You know, if I'm sick in a mansion versus sick in a, in a shack, um, <laughs> you're miserable any way you slice it. So I like that we're kind of putting a spotlight on what's been making us feel healthy and feel happy and optimistic and making it through this. Yeah. Because it's been hard. We have not been spared. <laughs> no. And, you know, everybody's, I've been thinking about, because we were just, um, my mother and my mother-in-law were over for dinner last night and we were talking um, just about life and what's going on. And, and um, Lori's aunt, my mother-in-law's sister is 98 years old and she still lives, you know, in her home and uh, by herself, by herself. And I mean, just in, in, incredible uh, woman. And uh, May, my mother-in-law was sharing how, you know, tough this has been on her. And I know we're all sort of like wrapped up in how we're being impacted by things are going on, but like this is impacting like all different stages of life, right? So we're being impacted as teachers because we're having to adjust and do the distance learning. We're being impacted by as parents of teenagers, of children that are being impacted by school. Uh, but there's tons of people that are being impacted business-wise. Mm -hmm. They're out of work or their business is, is shuttered or their business is doing just a fraction of, you know, the, the business that they've done in the past. 
And you might think like, oh, this is probably easier for some groups than other, but it's really everybody. So here even, you know, um, elderly people. Oh, and then my mom was talking about her aunt uh, who lives in a retirement home in Arizona and how she's being impacted because, Mm -hmm. you know, these are very social places, but, you know, now they're being, I mean, in, in retirement homes are being hit really hard early on. It was a really scary Awful. thing. And it's just, it's widespread. Yeah. It's, there's no sector of our, of our world that's not being impacted by this in, in some way. Yep. This is just a really super, super challenging time for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, we gotta, we gotta stay positive And part of that has to do with routines and habits that mm-hmm. you, um, that you ingrain. I love how you talked about small, medium, and large joys. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't have a, we're going to Dodger Stadium to see Paul McCartney every night. That's right. a big joy. That right. was one of our big joys in the yeah. last couple of years. But a small joy might be, um, oh, honey, you want a San Pellegrino? Oh, yeah, that sounds good right now. Mm-hmm. And then you take a sip of a nice cold mineral water. Right. I mean, you got to like, I know it sounds corny, but you got to, those are, that's part of it. Yeah. So. I, 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 I think. It is the, the corners, like if you are going to live your best life and you are going to be the healthiest version of yourself possible, the foundation, it all starts with the routines that you develop. Yes. Right. I mean, it is, it, yes. it is all right there in the routines that you develop. Um, I try to work with this on my students every year. You know, I bring up Aristotle who said, we are what we repeatedly do. And what we repeatedly do are called habits, right? And so, you know, I use it in the context of success. Success, I I say success is a habit. And so let's build successful habits. Let's do the things every day that lead to the outcomes that we're looking for. And so we really focus all year long on developing those successful habits, those things that we repeatedly do that lead to the outcomes that we're looking for. Uh, Because if you do not consciously take hold of this, if you do not intentionally develop the habits and the routines that you desire, if you don't take the time to think about it, um, your subconscious brain is going to take over. Oh yeah. And you're going to um, have habits. We, you're, <laughs> we, we, uh, human, all humans are, um, Oh, I forget the, like the technical term for it, but we are all, we are all, you know, goal, um, driven, you know, humans, species, uh, animals. Um, our brain is constantly, you know, looking to meet our needs. And if we don't, if we don't take control of that process, it's going to just, you know, uh, sort of satisfy all those most basic needs that pop into our head all the yeah. time. Like, Hey, I want a soda. Hey, I want this. Hey, I want, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to lay down. Hey, I don't want to do homework. Yeah, absolutely. So it starts with the routines. It really does. So, you know, we talked about on the last episode, we kind of talked about nuts and bolts, a little bit of our morning routine, um, exercise routine, um, eating routine, you know, intermittent fasting has become a habit. You know, it was yes. hard the first, you know, it wasn't terribly hard, but it was, it was hard maybe the first couple of weeks, me more yeah. so than even you. Yeah. Um, and then it became a habit and mm-hmm. it's just takes no kind of willpower for me at all. Right. Um, a couple of the other, before we get into kind of our big, big questions, I had a, I had a couple other ones like, some of them, this is, this is a weird one, but the tongue scraping. I wanted to talk about that real quick. If you must, <laughs> go for it. Don't give me that look again. I think the tongue scraping has kind of been a game changer. Okay, well, in Ayurveda practice, which is an ancient, ancient philosophy, it's kind of yoga's friend. It's yoga's partner in health, okay. mind, body, soul. Um, the Ayurveda practitioners say you should scrape your tongue when you get up in the morning. And I, and, and I read this and they said, your tongue is very much uh, indicative of your overall health. So you okay. can actually stick your tongue out and look in the mirror and you can go on YouTube and you can compare your coloring, your texture, and it, it tells you what you need. Okay. It actually tells you what you're deficient in. But it said one thing's very- Well, our, our dentists now, like there was a point in time where the dentists started like doing this, right? I mean, they started like- our dentist like grabs our tongue or, or, you know, the lady that does the, um, the hygienist, right? Yeah. They check your tongue out. Yeah. For like oral health. And I don't think they did any, even in our lifetime. 
Right. I mean, there was a long time where they never did. It's it's a newer practice, I think, that dentists. So I won't stay on it forever, but if you go on Amazon and look up tongue scrapers, they're very cheap. We got one for everybody in the house and they're metal and they have Mm -hmm. like a little loop at the top and they're not, you know, like a razor, but it's a little bit more defined on the bottom. And all you do is you put it on your tongue toward the back of your tongue and you scrape, rinse, scrape, rinse, scrape, rinse. You do it in the morning and you do it at night. Most important one is the morning when you immediately, when you get up, you don't need to brush your teeth, but before you go have your coffee, you scrape your tongue because in the evening, that's nighttime is when bacteria builds up. I don't want to get too detailed, but when you get a tongue scraper and you start, you're going to see, you're going to, you're not going to believe that you've gone your whole life without doing it because there's some stuff on that tongue. And this is even after you brush, floss, rinse with Listerine, whatever you do. So the tongue scraper is huge. Okay. That's a big one. I would recommend. Um, also, and again, it's an easy, easy, easy little thing to do. Cheap because it go right by your yes. toothbrush. If your yep. toothbrush is in a cup, stick it right there. Yep. And, and Matt and I do it every. It's easy for us. Yep. Um, the dry brushing is another one. Matt does not do this, but I do. And uh, the dry brushing. I only have so many minutes in the day. I like. know, but this is quick, real quick. Right. If you look this up, um, you can buy these dry brushes for very cheap on the internet. I have like a bamboo one, and what you do is you just basically brush all over your skin. So I would do it before I get in the shower and you brush all over your skin with this dry brush. It, your, your skin is your largest organ. Yeah. And we don't take time to kind of rejuvenate it. And so when you brush, you'll feel your skin just tingle. And if you really want to go big, you could then put, you know, some nice oil on your body and then you get in the shower and it's very good for your skin. And there's a, a way to brush in the direction of your organs that is good for overall health. So those are those YouTube videos are on too. It's called dry brushing. But those are really two really cool Ayurvedic practices that have made me feel good. And is, what, is what we do in the shower not enough with the skin? Yeah, it's not because you're with the dry brushing, you're brushing like you're brushing a clockwise direction on your tummy. You're brushing okay. toward your heart on your arms. It's very interesting. And it's scraping the dead skin cells off and then replacing them with moisture. So that's the oil. And then you go in the shower and the steam kind of even makes it better. Makes wow. your skin very soft. But the direction of how you brush mm-hmm. helps you internally. Isn't that okay. wild? It's really cool. Um, and then, of course, vitamins. And those you kind of got need to seek out, um, talk to your doctor about, but do some research. And especially women that are our age, you know, 40s, 50s. Um, there's some nutrients that we, we need to take. I'll just sh- do a shout out for D3. We are all vitamin D deficient. I'm a water polo mom and I'm vitamin D deficient. Um, we can't absorb it through our skin from sun anymore enough. And vitamin D has been proven to help fight off coronavirus. Is, a, is it a multivitamin enough? No. Because the D has to be um, a certain percentage. So, you know, we take a multi, but then right. the D, and it's just a tiny little, like if you don't like to take vitamins, it's not a horse pill like mm-hmm. our multis. It's a tiny little clear one, easy. And um, we really should all be on a vitamin D3 supplement. So uh, Guys too? Yeah. Because guys and girls are different, right? Yeah. So it's like-, like you probably don't need the calcium, right, or the B12 I'm taking, but you could probably benefit from a D3. So it's just kind of a, it's an anti-inflammatory and it builds up your immune system. So I would just take some, and this is, I wanted to tease this out, not to get too into it, but for you just to do a deep dive, all of the listeners onto what you need. So next time you get blood work done um, at your annual physical, check out what's deficient and see what's low and then go in and see what you should be taking just to supplement your healthy food. I should probably, we should probably take this moment to let everybody know that we are not doctors. No. Yes. That's why. Talk to your doctor about Talk it. Talk to your doctor about mm-hmm. all of these things. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and some of these things like the tongue scraping and the the dry brushing. Those yeah. are fine. Those, those are, are those are great for everybody. Yeah. But you're right. The supplements, I mean, when you do that blood work at your annual annual physical, sometimes doctors will be like, oh, you're fine. But if you're really low on it, you know, talk to them about it. Like, do you think I should take a supplement or because there, there is a lot, a lot of good ones out there. So that was kind of like the end of our little technical self-care but i wanted to talk bigger about self-care now a little more esoteric 
Okay. And um, like I want to start off with the praying and the gratitude. Okay. And, um, you know, Matt and I, we don't uh, belong to a brick and mortar church. Um, I guess if you had to categorize our family, it'd be agnostic. We believe in a higher power. We believe in, we're very spiritual, but we don't go to a church every Sunday. Correct. Um, so the praying, um, and then everybody kind of needs We have to, spent time in our youth. Yeah. Yeah, if I was baptized Catholic. Um, but in our journey together, we have just found it to be more fulfilling to, I don't know, embrace spirituality more than religion. But everybody kind of comes to that how they, they may. But the praying for me um, at night is wrapped into gratitude. I like to I like to tell God I'm grateful for certain things and thank him before I ask for his help in others. So I split my praying between thanking him for what I feel very lucky to have and very overused word blessed to have. And then I ask him for help. So you know, wherever you do that, sometimes I'll do it on the yoga mat, but I usually do it at night when my head hits the pillow, when we shut our books and turn off the lights. That's when I do that. And, um, you know, that that's very personal for everybody. But if you're someone that doesn't go to church or doesn't have a religion, you know, um, I still think there's a huge place for that relationship with a higher power in your world. And I think it's very important. It's brought me a lot of peace to pray daily. And um, but to add in the gratitude piece of the prayer. Well, there's there's lots of, I mean, the gratitude piece is, that's well established. How important it is, you know, to our, our psychological, our emotional health, the showing of gratitude. And, you know, you're doing this through prayer is your mechanism. Uh, for others, they, you know, the gratitude journal is a very popular mm-hmm. way to do it just taking that time daily to appreciate, yeah, uh, to be thankful for the things that we do have. And if you're somebody that this is a little too heavy or corny, just in my planner, I just put a big G at the bottom each month and I do a gratitude and goals. And I just do two in each category. Like I just do a big G at the bottom of my month. And what, mm. what am I grateful for this month and focusing on and what are my goals for this month? And, you know, that's a way to do it too. You're right. Just physically put it down. Right. If you're not somebody that prays per se or, Mm -hmm. um, but as long as you, man, when you can show gratitude and you know, when I do this with my students, we usually call it appreciations. And in the chat box, we've been doing it on zoom is let's, let's do some appreciations today. Okay. Go, you know, and, and they'll, you know, they're, they're cute. You know, they'll be like my monster energy drink, my talkies. But then, then you get a few stuck in my grandma's hugs. You know, mm-hmm. the sun. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, that's kind of, that's deep. You know, like you'll get a few in there, but, but the small joys, you know, like we said, opening up a mineral water and mm-hmm. drinking that fizz. Yeah, that is, that is, I'm grateful for that. That tastes mm-hmm. really good. Thank yeah. you for everyone who made that. Well, I, you know, in, in this practice of appreciating what we have, showing gratitude is under uh, assault, maybe now more than ever because of the way that our world is set up now and with phones and the internet and social media and everything else, uh, we are being marketed to in a very, Mm. in a very pointed way, in a very specific way and in a very sneaky way and in a way that we don't even realize and, and our children especially that are not able to, you know, uh, critically evaluate you know, what they are seeing and how they are being exposed to so many things and, and always desiring things that they do not have, right? They are following YouTubers. They are following influencers and they are constantly seeing all of the products. Uh, It's kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. And, And this happened kind of in the last, I don't know, maybe like five years where all of a sudden, like it became, it became like, normal to desire like Gucci and Rolex when you're like just a suburban kid. Like it became this really weird thing. Totally weird. And where, I mean, these were always, I mean, I grew up and I grew up fairly close. I mean, I I grew up very middle class, but I grew up fairly close to some 
extreme wealth in Southern California. Uh, but I knew that those items were, no, they were nowhere near my universe, yes. right? They were not for me, yes. but now all of a sudden kids are spending like crazy amounts of money for, you know, Gucci belts and Gucci slides and, you know, they want a Rolex and they want this and, and, and they don't think they're being advertised too, mm. but they're following people and all the people that are in that they're, you know, watching daily, these YouTubers, these influencers, these musical artists, whatever, are, you know, in this underhanded, sneaky way, marketing and selling them all this stuff. So our children are really growing up, you know, on, yeah. the, on the opposite. They're not appreciating anything. And oh, they're no. always wanting, 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 wanting. And uh, I mean, so, you could have a Christmas morning and they open all their gifts and within a few hours... They'll be on their phone going, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if I could have a, get my windows tinted. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you just got a stereo system. Oh, that's forgotten. That's done. Mm -hmm. So the gratitude for that piece has floated away and yeah. I'm already on to the next. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's really bad. And why would you want to look like you're rich when you're not rich? Yeah. You know, and, and we would have those conversations when, you know, I think Toby wanted Gucci slides at one point. And, oh, yeah. and then remember we were at South Coast Plaza and I'm like, there's a Gucci store. Why don't you go price them? And I walk in, he's like, don't go in, don't go in there, mom. Oh my God, they're going to know where we can't afford it. And, you know, and we, I went in and he actually went in with me and we, when we walked out, he's all, they were looking at us with, they were looking at us like we were poor. And I was like, I, you know, they, they just work at the mall. Like I don't, you know, no offense, but like, okay, I'm a teacher. You work at the mall. We've got jobs. But he was so concerned about yeah. the perception, yeah. right? So he wants them on his feet so he's perceived rich, even well, when he's not. So that they can take pictures in them, right? And they can post them on their Instagram. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, what do they call it? The hedonic treadmill, that just mm. hedonism, that, that, that never ending and never satiated. Yes. Never satiated. That, that feeling of always being empty, even though you're ingesting, taking so much in, but never feeling full. Oh, that's, that's, did you just make that up? I don't know. It's <laughs> really good. Because <laughs> the scrolling, right? Like you can scroll oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. You have to stop yourself. Yeah. But you're never, you don't ever put your phone down and just feel like, it's not like when you have an encounter with somebody or yeah. maybe the guy you have a crush on looks at you and smiles like, whoa, that now that makes you feel full yeah. or somebody compliments like a piece of writing you did or, or a, you know, a game you were in. Like that was mm -hmm. amazing. That final shot that then you feel full. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, and this is not, I guess I am slamming it a little bit, but I purposely have no social media. I have yeah. none. I don't have a Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, nothing. That's I have amazing. zero. I have no social media. And I, I have, I am, not, and I'm not going to join. Like I just, I am not. And I spend, uh, because I just can't imagine spending more time looking at my phone. Yeah. And I can't imagine more time. I would, I, I just know that I would feel pressured to continually keep up with like posting things and interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Like the time that I spend on my computer at work is sufficient. And the time that I spend on the computer with teacher saves world projects is is more than enough. Yeah. And you know, there's only so much time and I just, I couldn't imagine staring at my phone a whole bunch and doing yeah. much of posting. It's just, and I, you know, I feel really good because of it. It's, it's a lot. Maybe, maybe you provide my balance of non phone use. <laughs> yeah. Is that minus from my yeah. phone use. But you know, like I do, you know, to be fair, I do get a little hint of it from you because you're, plugged in and so like my friends uh you know all three of them are connected to you <laughs> in social media so so i get to like find out and they they get three. to find out about me through you know and we don't i mean we we don't live near a lot of the people that are are you know our closest best friends in our in our life we don't live near them anymore because we've moved around so we have a whole bunch of you know friends from our southern california yeah. days friends from our hawaii days um you know, so yeah. I still get to kind of hear about them. So I'm, I'm cheating in a small way, but, uh, mm -hmm. but even if, you know, yeah. if I didn't have that, I don't think I wouldn't, I still wouldn't have social media. Yeah. And I, you know, and I love it. 
I, I think it does elevate my life. I think I still have a balance of not being completely on my phone all night or I don't know. I think I'm still balanced with my people in real life, you know, but I do love the social media and I, I think there's good to come from it, but it all has to be balanced. You know, it has to be balanced. You have to have all your work done before you hop on. You got to have all your, you know, if it's taking you away from things that are your responsibilities, if it's bringing you down and making you feel ugly or depressed or, you know, you got to really analyze it for yourself because that's, we're all on it. And um, like, I did just take all the notifications off my phone. I did tell you that. Maybe that's part of a a Mm -hmm. self-care. So except for texting and phone calls. So everything else will now not notify me. And I don't think I really turned them on. I just never. They probably just were on to begin with. You have to actually physically. Yeah. yeah. So I physically went in and turned. I mean, like Blaze Pizza was notifying me and Chipotle because we ordered from them two times. Oh. You know, so I'm like, why? Okay, why is that? Okay, (laughs) that's getting me on my phone, you know. Um, But yeah, so that's, it's just to be cognizant of how it's making you feel. And um, it doesn't. It just doesn't make you feel as good as those live encounters with people. We know we or know to that. Me, just we know that sitting in the backyard, like thinking about life, and you know watching yeah. the hummingbirds in the feeder. Yeah, and our cute dogs cruising around. Like that's so much better than any minute spent on mm-hmm. Instagram. That's true. That's absolutely true. But most people would be taking a picture of the hummingbirds on or the just and like putting it on Instagram, putting <laughs> like, here's, here's something, uh, here's been, uh, kind of a joyful thing. So, uh, over the years we've collected like tons of CDs and, and then got back into collecting, uh, vinyl and the CDs had been like in a drawer. So we had these, like, we have these big, we had at one point we had bought those big, case logic books yeah you know and Wait, so when we say a lot of cds you don't understand yeah it's it's a ton <laughs> like, and so we've got these we've got these we've got these giant books these four giant books and i think each one has like 250 cds in it and uh they really they really were majority collected uh 80s 90s 90s i would say 90s maybe early 2000s was the bulk of the the cd collection and so we'd, you know, tracked them, you know, wherever we went and, but they had been kind of in a spot where they were not as easily accessible. And I finally, uh, uh, I busted them out and I kind of reorganized things and I found a spot for them and, uh, on a shelf in our room or where the, you know, stereo system is. And it's been kind of a joy. It's, it's been, so a, fun. it's been fun to go back and like, uh, oh my God, I, I haven't listened to this album since, you know, 94 or whatever. And, yeah. and just, um, and uh, just sitting, like putting a CD in, and sitting and like having like uh, a really good beer or something, and just sitting there and just like listening to the music, like that's tw- a medium joy. Like Twitter's got nothing on that, <laughs> man. <laughs> like there's, you know, and we got these big windows where I can see out into the backyard, and it's got a great, you know, album going, and and a good beer in my hand, and like a view of like the trees in the sky, like yeah, um, yeah, so that's much good better. stuff right there. So much better than like scrolling on Facebook or whatever. yeah. Yeah, and following people that you don't really care about too much. Yeah. But why am I following them? Yeah. I am. Yeah. So that that's that's this is kind of more the the more esoteric part of like self care we're talking about right now. It's just really kind of tuning into what what makes you happy and recognizing it, yeah. and maybe trying to get a little more of it. Yeah. In your life. Yeah. And this, I want to move into like the podcast. Okay. So this is. Very meta, we said, because... Before you get there, yeah. let me just, you know, if that last thing that Lori just said, you know, uh, kind of like, you, you you, kind of for a moment said, you know what, I need to do that. I need to really think about how I'm spending my time. Um, I would encourage you to uh, write down on paper, journal, think about it, and, and think about it over the course of, you know, some time, because things are going to bubble up think about all the things in your life that truly make you happy. And from the smallest things, like I started making these lists and I started thinking from the smallest things, like my, my 
cup of coffee in the morning brings me incredible joy. It's a, it's a small level joy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about those medium level joys and those peak experiences, those really big things like, you know, snorkeling in Hawaii. Like I, I started thinking of every single thing in my life that really brought joy into my life. And then I also took a moment to think about those things that don't, right? Those things that maybe upset me or bug me or annoy me or, you know, bring negative emotions into our life. Just take the time to really generate those lists and think about them. And then once you have those things down, then you could start thinking about how do I make sure Right, because life is great at crowding out important things. Life yes. is great at getting us busy. And and we're talking to an audience of teachers and parents. Oh yeah. Who have incredibly busy lives. And it's really easy for us to get into our duties and our you know, and then and then it's real easy for us to fall into the trap of like, you know, going down like the YouTube rabbit hole or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden we made it through a day and we really didn't have those those joyous moments. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we take the time to kind of figure out what those things are, then we can start to build routines that, that make sure that we get those joy, that joy back into our life. Those things that fill us up, that fill the soul. You Um, craft a life around it. But if you, if you don't journal and you're thinking like, Oh, what do I journal about? I would start there. Start with all of the things in life that just make you happy. Yeah. And, and then also just think of all the life, all the things in life that kind of bum you out, mm-hmm. that make you sad, that kind of leave you feeling kind of empty and find a way to reduce those things and find a way to increase the joy. As long as it's not, you know, getting in the way of, uh, of, you know, the, the responsibilities that you have, of course, yeah, or, you know, the things that are maybe not the healthiest, whatever, like just good, healthy, solid joy. Because they're all different for all of us. Oh, yeah. And they're different at different times of your life. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna, the, the list will change. Oh, it Some does. Some things will stay on forever. Totally. yeah. But the list will change. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, God, I, I used to love doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was a man I was were dating. Sometimes we'd go out all night long. Yeah. I mean, we'd be out until the sun came up. That does not appeal to us anymore. <laughs> like, no. I would be wrecked, right? Yeah. But um, so reflecting and reflecting often. Yeah. And then making it happen. Yeah. So the podcast, you know, came to be in um, March. Like we had talked about, we love podcasts. Yeah. And we talked about, God, it'd be so fun to do one. You, you were more of the podcast person. Yeah. I listened to, uh, I'm, a, I'm a super you were, fan. You, yeah. You were um, more of an early adopter, an early listener. Like you've been listening for a long time. Yes. And I like pretend that they're all my friends. And sometimes yeah. they'll tweet me back and that's a joy but but we had wanted to do one or i'd wanted to do one i i you know of course i'm not going to do it unless matt does it with me because he's really technologically savvy and i'm looking at the soundboard right now you wouldn't be able to do i that i you totally could you could have you could have you could be podcast superstar right now if you had started when you actually wanted to oh at the the you've been talking to me about it for a really long time i know Hinting like, uh, honey. It, it took, yeah, it took shelter in place for me to finally go, all right. <laughs> like when we went to Guitar Center, I'm like, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and so we started it as, um, I, you know, just kind of an adventure. But what it's brought to us is like kind of a nice cornerstone of our, of our self-care right now. Like it's, it's become a healthy habit. Yeah in our world and it's given me more than I thought it would. Um, one it's, you know, it, it allows us a, a place to talk about the things we're very most passionate about with teaching and parenting. And, you know, when you teach, um, that's another beautiful thing about social media. It will bring you your people. You know, you might be at a school where maybe you're a little more passionate than other people, or maybe you have like different ideas than your whole staff and you just feel kind of alone you can find all those people and mm-hmm. they're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's allowed us to kind of reflect on our practice, talk about what, you know, really crystallize what teaching has meant to us in the, in the third part of our career here, our last third, you know, we kind of say we've got 10, 15 years left. And, um, but then doing it together, like as husband and wife, that there's been such an added, 
we we talk to each other all the time. We're together all the time. But when we do this together, it's different. And I don't know really how to describe it. Has it brought us closer together? Is it just a, a we have a carved out time where the kids aren't allowed? And it's just mom and dad. And it's, you know, they might be like, oh, my God, you guys are recording again. You know, they kind of do their little funny because we'll have to go around the house. Okay, be quiet. We're going to record a pod. Be quiet. Be quiet. And they'll kind of be like, gosh. But I, I think it's kind of neat modeling that we still like to be together and create together and take a risk together. Yeah. This is kind of the risk part of it, I think, has been a spike, an energy spike for me. It's like we're putting ourselves out there. You know, we're not making money from it. No, not at all. Um, it's, it's, we've, we've, do you want my? Oh. It's it's yeah. That soundboard. I, I guess not, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a write off this year, right? We, oh, okay. We, yeah, there we go. That's the that's yeah. the financial bonus. I guess. Yeah. So when you're you know when you're pursuing something and you work hard at it, and we work hard at it, mm-hmm. um, but we're not making money from it. You know, we work hard at teaching. That is our salary, and that provides us a wonderful life. But we are getting paid for it. But this has been fantastic and it's not like you know i'm saying hey everybody go start a podcast but i'm but i am kind of yeah please don't declaring there's already enough there's competition the, <laughs> i know they tease it so much oh you have a podcast really you too but um maybe to just the, the, a passion project that's on the side of work it doesn't involve your kids it's just you um and i don't know what that might be is it you know just well, I, I think there's a couple things that uh, it maybe should be. Uh, it should be active, right? So, um, you know, watching things is not an active mm-hmm. process, all right? So if you mm-hmm. find yourself always just kind of plopping on the couch mm-hmm. and, you know, you've got your shows that you watch, uh, you're probably not feeling as healthy and and positive and good as you would like but if you know uh, maybe you're really an exercise person and maybe you know the gym and the exercise and those kind of things and maybe you work out with a group or maybe you're in a sports league although all of those things are probably not happening right now but um, so maybe you're a physical you know athletic workout type of person you'd like to go for jogs or you know those kind of things or, or uh, hiking right? Nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd like to go out into nature and, um, or, you know, creative projects for us. This is a creative thing too. Uh, you know, so maybe you're a quilter or a knitter or Bullet a, journaling, a painter or a writer. Um, yeah. Journaling. Um, maybe it's your backyard. Maybe it's gardening or, you know, you landscaping, those kind of things. Uh, photography, uh, you know, those things that just, yeah. Cooking, baking. Oh, totally. That's been a huge one during yeah. the, during People this have thing. wanted to make things that are beautiful mm-hmm. and nourishing. Yeah. And, you know, they joke about the sourdough revolution. Everybody made sourdough bread, but good. Like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Like, you are, you're making something, it has an end to it, and you're bringing joy to other people. Yeah. And you figured it out. It also challenged you to figure it out. You know, there is... Great accomplishment in that. You know, London was so excited all day yesterday because she was going to make us this pumpkin brownie recipe she saw on TikTok. Yeah. And so she had to write down the recipe. Then she had to go cross-check our, what do we have, what do we don't have? And then we had to go grab it at the store. And then she had to figure out what time to start so that it'd be ready and warm after dinner for the grandmas. And we took it out a little too early, so the inside was a little mushy. So we cut around, and we, we all ate the outside and then, did you see her? She put the oven back yeah, on, and yeah. she cooked the rest of it. And I was like, can you do that? She did. No, why not? Um, but that was, she looked forward to that all day. Yeah. That's very simple. Mm-hmm. But she made something. So we're making this podcast, and and it's, you know, we've gotten a lot of awesome feedback from, from listeners. And that, that's been very, very fulfilling when you have, people reaching out, people you don't know, yeah. thanking you for sharing your story because it's helping them. That's, there's no better feeling. Yeah. There is no better feeling. And, uh, you know, if I can maybe bring this full circle, because again, we've taken our half hour show and made it 50 minutes Oh, long. good Lord. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. 
if I can bring this full Dang. circle, uh, I think that was, you know, so poignant was uh, the very first person who ever showed gratitude towards our show was Lori's friend, Molly, who she spoke about early in the show, who at, you know, she's our age and she passed away from pancreatic cancer. And she was the very first person and she was so full of life, right? Yeah. And she was the very first person to review our show. And you can go see her very kind words. If you go on Apple uh, podcast, um, Molly Conway was her name. I think she, her she little went thing back was to like, McDermott. yeah. Oh, McDermott. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Mal Malco and she was in Austin, Texas. So there's an ATX, I think yeah. on her little thing. Those are her words, you know, and she, she was the first one and she, you know, listened and she showed gratitude and she was just such a positive force. And it's so unfortunate and so sad, but I have no doubt that, um, you know, Molly spent her time on this earth living a good life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Living a really she made good life. anybody that knew her, their life was better for it. Yeah. And, and her, you know, her passing, it just shocked because it was so sudden. And it's, a, it's, it's just a reminder that we just have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea what it's tomorrow really holds. And, and we need to take, take stock of, you know, the life that we're living and take a, you know, take a good hard look at what we're doing and making sure that we're living every day to its fullest and having those healthy routines and, 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 um, you know, living that good life, being positive. Yeah. It's time. It is time. And just like that, another episode has come to an end. We are so grateful that you took the time to listen and invest in the lives of our teens, the leaders of tomorrow. Please remember to subscribe, review, follow, and spread the word to help us grow the coalition of caring adults needed to help our teens live their best lives. All of the details on how to help and stay connected can be found at teachersavesworld.com. Until next time, let's keep saving the world. One teenager at a time.